0: This is The Gordon Damer Show.
1: I must apologize to you, who always saw that Tommy DeVito was going to be what Tommy DeVito has turned into be. He does something that Eli and Daniel Jones never did. He's getting the crowd involved. First
2: of all, his story is incredible. Just being an undrafted guy and coming in. It's something fun in what was a completely lost, disastrous season, remember? And uh, we got a nice little story going. And what Tommy DeVito's done is he's proven he belongs in the league.
1: And who's, and who's to blame for that? And I'm a lesser person for having not watched it. I could have been on this bandwagon with you.
0: This is the Gordon Damer Show. Yeah, I mean, we're four games in.
1: On 98.7
0: ESPN.
1: Hey, it's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Hope you're uh, enjoying your Saturday morning as we uh, roll until noon today. Uh, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. And... First hour of the show was my public I am on the record as apologizing to the Giant fans for, because it seems like there's been a lot of them now that have, they, they saw it then. And even though we did a receipt segment to start the season and nobody in that receipt segment brought up even the name Tommy DeVito, it turns out now that a lot of people back then did recognize how good Tommy DeVito was going to be. I was not among them, so I had to apo- I also am apologizing to the Giant fans for not recognizing that yes, this is clearly a playoff team and doubting their playoff odds at this point, or their their playoff um chances, is just being a hater. And uh, I don't want to be a hater. That's the last thing that I want to be. But before we get back to the phones, I did want to point out something about the Jet game this week. I don't know if Tyreek Hill's gonna play or not. It's kind of like a, a dual a double edged sword for the Dolphins in like they 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 are most likely going to make the playoffs, but they would like to be more than just making the playoffs. They still have a, a, a decent shot of being the number one overall seed. So do you rest Hill this week to get him ready for the gauntlet that is the final three games of the regular season, which is Bills, Cowboys, and Ravens? I'm not sure if that's the – no, the Bills are the last one. Anyway, they play those three teams to, to wrap up the season. Do you rest them this week, hope that you can get the win against the Jets, and and then have him be somewhat healthier for those final three games with the idea that hey we want to get the number one seed in the first round bye and we got a ton of banged up players along the offensive line and the defense everything else or do you say you know what we can't really worry about the number one seed we got to get the in the playoffs first so we need Tyreek Hill even if he's only at fifty percent because he is such a uh, an impact on our offense I think what you can definitely say from Monday night against the Titans moving forward is. Tyreek Hill proved he is the most valuable player this season. And all you need to – usually you would say, well, the person has to prove it on the field. Tyreek Hill proved it by not being on the field. Did you see what the Dolphin offense looked like without him? Have you seen what the Dolphin offense looks like with him this season? With him this season, people are talking, wow, this, this offense is one of the most electric in the sport. They, they might have legitimate chances to not just be the number one seed. They have a legitimate chance to be a Super Bowl contender this year. And then without him on the field or in and out of the lineup in that second half, their offense looked anemic. And part of the, the MVP conversation should be, what does this team look like? What, where would this team be without this player, player X? I think it's pretty clear. The Dolphins would be screwed. So Hill is the rare case of not playing, might be better evidence. It kind of reminds people what the Dolphin offense would look like without him. And for all the other, with all the other candidates, Dak Prescott or Brock Purdy, all the quarterbacks that are right now the odds-on favorites, I have seen the Cowboys look pretty good with Cooper Rush. Like, what's Cooper Rush's record as a, as a starter for the Cowboys when Dak has been out? It's a winning record. I want to say it's like 15-5 and five or something ridiculous like that. And Brock Purdy, he's been great, too. He should be great. He's got, like, the best running back in the sport – He's got a ferocious defense. He's got a wide receiver that's made out of titanium. They got a top five tight end, another awesome wide receiver on Ayuk. To me, it should be clear Tyreek Hill, should even if he doesn't play again this season, he is the most valuable player in the NFL in 2023. All right, let's go back to the phones. one eight hundred nine one nine. 919 espn is the telephone number. Let's go out to uh, Dave is in the car. Dave, what's going on?
3: Hey, what's up? Thanks for having me on. You know, I'm looking at – I think there's an article out there about it, but I'm looking at where the Jets and the Giants play their games, and I'm looking at the injury reports over the last couple of years. And it kind of reminds me of, like, the whole thing with the Yankees, where they come in every year and there's always seems to be health issues with the players. And for two organizations like the Jets and the Giants, like the last thing they need with all the other struggles they have is injuries – And since most of these injuries have occurred on that turf, I mean, isn't there any type of protocol the NFL should have? Or even is this the type of thing where the coaches with the union, that the Jets and the Giants need to say, hey, we've got to make a change here. Because it makes no sense to put together a team that's formidable if you're going to be the team that seems to have this spike of injuries uh, reoccurring over the next few years. And I think they're two of the most injury riddled teams over the last couple of years in the NFL, no?
1: They are they are that. And uh Dave, thanks for the phone call. And the, the the turf at MetLife certainly does have a reputation at this point. Uh a bad reputation. It's not just for the for the teams that play there. Other teams mention it all the time. I, I know that they changed the turf. I think the turf is new this year and yet the the injuries I don't know that you can necessarily tie it to that turf. I don't know that you would necessarily tie it to turf in general. They tried to have grass uh, a bunch of years ago now. It turned out to be a fiasco. What you'd basically have to do is put in grass and then not have really as many events as they have. They have all those concerts and everything else. That uh, I think that that's why they go with the turf. It's, uh, but injuries are, are not exclusive to the Jets and Giants. It's, it's, it's the NFL. So I I know that that is a popular narrative. Maybe it is true. Maybe some of these injuries are happening because of that. But uh, I think it's more maybe that just turf in general is more dangerous to play a game like football on than than grass would be. But uh, unless you're going to get rid of all those other events, I, I don't know if there's any other way around it. Artie is in Brooklyn. Artie, go, my man.
0: Hey, Gordon, thanks for taking the call. Um, yeah,
1: you know, Jets have no
0: shot, man. You got freaking Zach Wilson quartering. What? You you're the, 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 you're the, you're the, on the bus road, captain of the, the Zach road. Wilson bandwagon. What are you talking 13 about? Points, 13 point favorite. There's no way we're winning this nine game. And game it's 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 nine so down down you, nine and, and a half. It's down to nine and a half. Some of us you know, got if in if when the, it was 12 and a half. It's if, only nine and a half. If the so. Jets somehow beat the Dolphins this game, yeah. it is so embarrassing, they shouldn't even show up for next <laughs> Next well, week. I mean, they're they're very banged up. To
1: the Jets.
0: They're I not going to have know. the MVP
1: of the league. Their offensive oh line, look, God. Artie. If, if anybody it's knows, if anybody's good. ever complained about an offensive line as a Jet fan, they, they can't do oh anything if they don't have an offensive line. God, the excuses are coming up. I'm already just saying they, that they that don't have so a, They lost their best offensive lineman on Monday night. Yeah. They're playing in a short week. Yeah, And, yeah. and when the Jets and anyway. Dolphins play, you, you know, the 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 old throw out oh, I mean, the record books. And trust me, with the Jets Zach record the last thirteen defenses, years, they want to throw out the record. Please. You should just you should just win on defense the way Zach reads defense you he's good
0: for at least three, four picks. All right. So going into next year uh-huh. because the Jets Next year. Are, oh dear God, I need a breather from this year. But go ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> going in. Right, where do you go? And then, so... Where, do where you, does who go? The Jets? You go with... You go with yeah, you go with Rodgers. Uh-huh. You, you say You make, you win the division, you make the playoffs, but you don't get to the Super Bowl. Now, you go with a 41-year-old Rodgers? Do you go with the defensive-minded? To me, if somebody like Tomlin is available, I don't know if he would be, or even Reich, who you have to find out. If that dude wanted Stroud over who they got, Mm-hmm. I would hire him in a second and just put him in charge of my freaking team because the way the team is run right now. Okay, if you as a GM had enough faith to go into Z- to, to draft Z- Zach Wilson, he should still be on this team and get a coach that could coach him up. That's my view. Okay, I don't I don't know what Solly's gonna do. You got to give him another shot next year. But no matter what they do. I want to know if Sa- if Douglas will still be on this team as a GM. And let me tell you something else. If he somehow gets anything from Zach Wilson, I'm talking about a third pick and over, that dude should get a gold medal and get an extension.
1: All right, love you guys. All right, all right. thanks for the phone call. He's I mean, already going. He, he's already fast-forwarded through this year. He's already fast-forwarded through next year, and he's going into the following year. I, I uh, It's like when they go and warp speed in the and the, like the guys like pressed into the back of the jaw. Oh, I, I need a, I need a breather after this year with the jets, please. And yes, the jets are going to win on Sunday. Of course they will. The jets will always do the most painful thing for the jets in regards to Artie's point about what they do after next year. If the jets have success next year, say Rogers comes back, he's healthy, and they, they have a playoff run. It, it's not a Super Bowl, but they, they get into the playoffs. They, they win a division. Rodgers are going to be here for as long as Rodgers wants to be here. That's the only person you have to worry about. Everything else is, let's not, let's not go down. I, well, if they do this next year, will they get the change of coach? All you need to know is, almost certainly, everybody's coming back next year. The coach is coming back. The GM's coming back. The starting quarterback's coming back. And it seems like by the reports that Zach Wilson is going to be someplace else and they'll go out and I would think they have to get a more functioning backup quarterback, somebody who has done that role. So if it ever happens where Rodgers goes down, not for the season, but for a game or two, then you have somebody that can come in right away and kind of keep it together. If he ever went down for another, I I, I would think that nothing is going to save them at that point. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. Coming up, we will touch on the Knicks' big win over the Suns last night, Jalen Brunson, and what it means for the future. Oh, what it means for the future. Now back to The Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. You just throw out the, the term Jets. You just throw out the name Zach Wilson. And you throw out the phone number and people, they, they just can't, they can't get enough? They cannot get... I can get enough, but they cannot get enough. I will continue to take your calls at one 800 919 I think that we should institute a rule that until the the call comes, because it's going to come at some point, that maybe what they should do is that the Giants should trade Tommy DeVito to the Jets for Zach Wilson. When that call comes, that's when we know we've had enough. We We can't go beyond that point. Then... Yeah, then it will become a a Zach Wilson, Jets-free zone the rest of the show. But until then, 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Just to take a a quick detour away from Jets 24-7, seven days a week, 365 days a year. The Knicks last night. How about the Knicks last night? Knicks go out, road trip in Phoenix, beat the Suns, rally, Kind of blew him out in the end, just kept, the lead just kept growing and growing. 139 to 122, so the Knicks' defensive issue's not fixed quite yet. Not. Still a bit of an issue, but good enough to get a win because the Knicks had Jalen Brunson. He, could, you hear the term, he, can't, he couldn't miss. He literally didn't miss. He did not miss a single shot in the second half finishes with 50 points, finishes with nine rebounds, six assists, nine for nine from three. And you'd have to say, one of the greatest shooting nights in Knicks history, and, and it's clear, and it's been said before, it's still true. It's one of the best, if not the best, free agent signing any team in this town has made in a very long time. A free agent success, that's a bargain. You know, as great as Garrett Cole is for the Yankees, I don't know that you could necessarily say he's a bargain, he's paid at the top of the market. And when you see the success that Brunson's had and the move to get him, and, and some of the criticism of the top, oh, you're overpaying him, and how it has now turned out year two, you just think to yourself, Do you have anything else like that? Do you I really like this? Do you as an organization have anything else like that? We need some more like that. So the Knicks get a much winner win last night and and I think the story for the Knicks remains the same. The Knicks this year are not as good as the Bucks, the Sixers, and the Celtics. Those are the top three teams in some order atop the East. But for me, as a Knicks fan, I don't need them to be as good as the Bucks, Sixers, and Celtics right now. What I need right now is for them to be in that second group. They have to be in that second half of the top six. So if it's the Knicks and the Magic and the Pacers, the Knicks, the Pacers, and the Heat, the Heat, the Knicks, and the Pacers. Some very, they have to be in that in that second group. They cannot be in the play-in. That's the goal. And it's funny to me, because the Knicks had the season that they had last year. They won a playoff series, and they get into this year. And there's like this narrative surrounding the organization, not from, I don't know that it's necessarily from fans, it's more the media, that the Knicks are, well, they're stuck at this level. They stuck at this level, and they're just kind of spinning their wheels. They're not going to be any better than this. This is just the... As if the Knicks have been making the playoffs for five years, and they win a playoff series, and they can't get beyond that. And that's nowhere close to being true. They, they Last year, they got into a playoff. They won a playoff series. They got into the second round the first time in a decade. But, of course, this this group, this regime is always going to be judged by the big move that they eventually make. And here we are in year four in the big, I, I mean, Brunson was a big move. I don't think it's the big move. The big move is trading talent, trading draft picks and landing uh, that superstar. The problem is those guys are not available. And the one name that has now come up because with the Knicks, you just kind of spin the wheel. It's the same six names around and around they go. And the name that's going to come up again is Donovan Mitchell, because it does feel like at some point, Donovan Mitchell is going to wind up on the Knicks It doesn't seem like from all the indications that he is going to sign an extension with the the Cavaliers, now with the Cavaliers' injuries, maybe he becomes uh, uh, available again. But when you think about what the trade would be to get Donovan Mitchell, now he's not a free agent after this year. He would have to play next year, and then he has a player option beyond that. I don't know that I feel all that comfortable ripping up a good portion of what this group is, and R.J. Barrett, you, I mean, it would probably have to include R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. And, and look, Donovan Mitchell, if he comes in, he would be the best player on the Knicks. He's not a He's not a superstar either, but he's like a top 15, top 20 player. I don't know that I'd be willing to just rip up what the Knicks have right now because what it – I don't know that it makes them – that much greater, but it would it would then raise what the expectations are. Once you make that big move, well, then you are expected to compete against the Bucks and the Sixers and the Celtics. And I don't know, even with that move, whether or not they are at that level. So I would still, as I said, at the time when they they could have got Mitchell before, I would stand Pat, see where this group is at. I think I'd probably still stand Pat. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number, one 800 919 Seven six. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to. uh, Let's go to uh, Joe. Is in the car. Joe, what's going on?
4: Gordon, how you doing?
1: I'm good, Joe. What's up?
4: Here's my question. You're so positive that Zach Wilson is not going to be here next year, right?
1: Well, I would. uh, It's not just from. It's not me thinking this or saying it. It's because the reports are what they are. That's what I'm basing it on.
4: So, Robert Sala talks about the kid like he's his son, right? Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers clearly loves the kid. Mm -hmm. Woody Johnson loves the kid. Davidson loves the kid. What makes you think they're not going to keep him around? Let me ask you this. What what quarterback would have done well this year? Say that again? What quarterback would have done well this year behind that offensive line?
1: But it's not just this year, Joe. I mean, it's the other two years as well. I mean, the reason why Aaron Rodgers is here is because Zach Wilson didn't didn't work.
4: We saw Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl with a bad
1: offensive line. What mm-hmm. happened? Yeah, no, I understand. Well, look, here's the thing, Joe. If they love him so much, it's clear he's not going to get a chance to play here, right? Like Aaron Rodgers is coming back, and he's going to be the starting quarterback. So if they do love him as much as they they say they love him, uh, maybe allowing him to go someplace else would be the best thing for him long-term because he's not going to get a chance it, to play it, here. It, and and I think that was the, the plan it, for him to sit behind Aaron, that was the plan. Yeah, for a couple it. of years.
4: I, I'm i not saying I agree with it, but I'm just saying that kid's going to be back and he's going to sit behind Aaron Rodgers for okay. years. Well, look,
1: and, Joe, and maybe and you're right. Good. I, I think that I think it would be a mistake, and thanks for the phone call. I think that would be a mistake for the Jets organization. I think that would be a, Z- a mistake for Zach, and I don't think that that's going to happen. I think that it's been relayed to Zach that some way he will not be here next year. And I would think that, yeah, a third round pick, if you can get a third round pick for, for Zach Wilson, I think that you would make that deal if you're the Jets. You have to then go out and make sure that you have somebody who is a more. See, the problem for Zach this year was. He should never have been the backup. The idea coming into the year to me was, okay, Rodgers is the starter. Go get a, a, a legitimate backup quarterback to, that if Rodgers misses a game or two, not the whole season, but a game or two, at least you can kind of patch things together with that person and then allow Zach to kind of sit back, be in the, the company of Aaron Rodgers and pick up what he can for a year. And then beyond that, all right, we'll see what happens beyond that. But to just kind of, you're going to run this back with a lot of the same pieces. That's the. If I had to change one piece of all the things that you're going to run back next year, that's the piece I got to change. I cannot, I cannot go back into next year with a with an older Aaron Rodgers coming off a significant injury. Bring back the coach, bring back the GM, and keep the backup quarter being the the backup quarterback being Zach Wilson. Uh, to me, that would be insane.
0: Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: Now, we will do our NFL picks at 11 o'clock. And we have been on a heater, as they say, in the uh, gambling biz. We are now, what, 8, 9, 3, and 1 over the last month or so? So we are, we are clear. And, and remember, I hinted last week I wanted to take the Jets. I knew that Joe and Harvey would not allow me to take the Jets, so I just kind of left that out of my picks. Joe's response to me saying I kind of want to pick the Jets was, why, last week, a week ago? So I stayed away from it, and I will say this week's NFL picks, of all the shows that we've done, now 15 weeks of shows for NFL picks, this one will be the most controversial. There There will be arguments, there will be fights, there will be bad blood, and whether or not we're ever able to repair the damage that will be done at 11 o'clock is really anyone's guess, is really anyone's guess.
4: Now, Gordon, I have a question.
1: Yeah, sure. Please fire away, Joe.
4: If you're saying it's as controversial as I believe it's going to be. Yes. Does veto power hold up for all three
1: picks? Veto power does. Now, you only get one. But veto power does exist this week. So you do, you've do. saved your, your vetoes. So you will get the chance to veto a pick if you so desire. And we'll find out at 11 o'clock if you you need to to exercise your veto power. Now, I just thought of a brilliant point in the break, because that's how sometimes my brilliant points come to me. Now, I'm not going to have another one probably for the rest of this year, but this one I think is great. When you encounter Zach Wilson truthers, there's one question that those people have to answer. And that question is, were you a Sam Darnold believer as well? Because if those people were Sam Darnold believers and they're Zach Wilson truthers, what they're telling you is their judgment cannot be trusted. Because we don't know how Zach Wilson's future will turn out, right? If he goes someplace else, if he stays here, who knows? The future is promised to no one, and we don't know how it's going to turn out. I think I have an idea if he stays here, but... the. Th- But if he goes someplace else, who knows? Maybe he becomes an NFL quarterback, maybe not. But we know how Sam Darnold's thing turned out. He was just not very good. He went to Carolina, he was not very good. He's not gotten really a sniff playing in in San Francisco, which is quarterback nirvana. So I would just simply say, if you run into a Zach Wilson truther, and you're trying to walk that person through the whole process of, of reality, I would just say, bring up were you a big believer in Sam Darnold? Because Sam Darnold, he had far more to go on at this point. Now it wasn't a ton, but it was more. That's for sure. Because he had something. All right, let's go back to the phones. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is the telephone number. Uh, is it Moolah in the Bronx? Moolah, you're next up on uh, the Gordon Damer show. Moolah, are you is, it, is that your is that how you pronounce it Moola? M U L A H. Hey, what's going on?
5: How are you, pal? Hey, good morning, company. Good morning, Mr. Gordon. Hey, I know you like nickname. Has anybody ever called you Flash? Flash Gordon. Flash,
1: yeah. I don't really I, I don't really like the association with Flash Gordon. But I look I understand it's in it, it's in uh I understand.
5: So I, I, I you call me whatever that. you
1: want, pal. Yeah. Yeah,
5: but um, yeah, I'm just calling because you just mentioned Zach Wilson uh as far as his future with the Jets. Uh, and I hear a lot of Jets fans calling and they asking uh either for to take the season or to draft a quarterback. Uh, I guess they tend to forget that this whole year was for Zach Wilson to learn behind Aaron Rodgers. Mm
2: -hmm. Unfortunately,
5: Aaron Rodgers got hurt. Now, Harvey mentioned that he got benched over the last couple of seasons and whatnot, but he still is the first-round pick as far as for the Jets. And you just mentioned it. The Jets don't really have a clue of what they're going to do with quarterbacks as far as we can see with Geno Smith, Sam Donald, and now Zach Wilson. But if Aaron Rodgers do come back and he is healthy and Zach Wilson does stand behind Aaron Rodgers, don't you think that he'll have either a better platform from actually learning when Aaron Rodgers is playing and he's on the bench?
1: So you're saying bring him back next year and allow him to learn behind Aaron Rodgers then? Because
5: that was the the original
1: game plan this year. So now what you're saying, well, like, has it really paid dividends this year, would you say, from him being around Aaron Rodgers this year? It feels very, very uh, up and down.
5: I mean, to quote Rex Ryan, he does have the tools to play in the NFL. And to quote Rex Ryan, we've seen the other slappies that the Jets had as far as uh, Tim Boyle and uh, right. Sever Simeon. So, therefore, we, we know that Zach does have the tools, like Rex Ryan says. So, maybe it's possible that if he stands behind Adam Rodgers that he might be able to become something that we actually see him becoming. You know, he could be a starting quarterback. All right, well, look,
1: here's the thing, Mulder, and thanks for the phone call. Um, He might have the tools, but he's a tool in the Jets' toolbox. They have no idea how it works. They don't know how to use the tool. They have not been able to get the best out of him. So just simply putting that – look, I understand that the Jets outsourced the, the quarterback position to Aaron Rodgers because they couldn't figure that out. I don't think that that's an effective strategy moving forward with Zach Wilson. And if Zach Wilson is ever going to turn out to be worthy of the second pick in the draft, I, I I can't imagine it's ever going to be here. I don't think that it's going to be anywhere, but I certainly don't think that it's going to uh, be here. Ted is in Hewlett. Ted, what's going on, my man?
0: Gordon. Yes. The point you just made is brilliant. Thank you.
2: Clip here, that for later on. Thank you, Ted. Uh, no, no, listen to me. Thank you. Listen to me. Zach Wilson. So much controversy. Is he good? Is he not good? I, I swear it's the best thing I've heard all season. For you to say that the Jets don't know how to use him—it's a tool that the Jets don't know how to use. And my point all season has been that the offensive coordinator doesn't know how to play qual. He was brought in for Aaron Rodgers, but he's been a disaster. Every—he never would have been brought in if it was Aaron Rodgers. And the problem is Zach Wilson's biggest weakness is his confidence. We had an O.C. that destroyed, that beat down his confidence even more by saying, you suck, just run the ball up the middle. And then on third down, we have an offensive line with gaps, and you're going to get sacked, or you're going to turn the ball over, or whatever. It was awful play quality. And so what happened was they sit him for two weeks. They just would have won two weeks ago if he had played. And then last week, my vibe that maybe the Jets would win, I got that vibe. Because they said, hey, Zach, go play freely. It was the first time all season that the coaching staff said, go play freely, freely. In the second half, he did. He had a great second half. He's proven throughout the season he has a great arm. He can throw the ball, and he can run. He doesn't have confidence. He doesn't have play call. He doesn't have an offensive line. If we had a better OC, if we had a better offensive line, we could find out if Zach Wilson is good. I don't think it's possible to find out until wow. we see until we fix the others.
1: Yeah, well, Ted, the offensive coordinator. Thanks for the phone call. Uh, I don't. I don't think the offensive coordinator is going anywhere. You've already had there. There was another offensive coordinator last year that didn't work for Zach Wilson either. Uh, and this idea that that they just took the, the 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 handcuffs off as if they allowed him to throw the ball for the first. No, he had thirty six attempts against Houston. Okay, fine. Against the Raiders, he threw the ball 39 times. Against the Chargers, he threw the ball 49 times. Against the Giants, he threw the ball 36 times. And until the end of the game, those last couple of throws, it was not good. Uh, against the, 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 uh, the Chiefs, they threw the ball 40 times. Uh, he, he has thrown the ball. And, and whether or not you think that Zach Wilson has the tool, I know this much. The Jets don't know how to use the tools. And this comes from somebody who generally doesn't know how to use tools. So I think that if you are, if if Zach Wilson is ever going to live up to anything close to what he was or or was supposed to be, it, it ain't gonna be here. It ain't gonna be here. Let's go to David. who's in Manhattan. David, what's going on, man?
5: Hey, Gordon, how's it going? I'm um, good, David. What's up? Wanted it? to talk to you, but I just wanted to talk about the Knicks. So I completely agree with you that uh, making the move for Spider is not going to make them push them into the championship contention, especially with uh, a small backcourt. I think it needs to be a frontcourt player. But how uh, patiently can Leon Rose play this? Because it is New York, and after a couple of early playoff exits, you know that the fans and, and especially the owners going to be pushing for more.
1: Here's the thing, David, and thanks for the phone call. I don't think – I don't know James Dolan. But I think what James Dolan wants for his organization is to be functional. It's not so much about would he like to win a championship at some point? Sure. I'm sure he would. But given with what he has been through as an owner, he doesn't want laughing stock. He doesn't want punchline. He doesn't want 15, 21 seasons. I would think that if Leon Rose, if the Leon Rose run Knicks make the playoffs every year, win a playoff round every once in a while. Leon Rose can be the Knicks team president for the next 50 years. I don't think that there is really any pressure on Leon Rose to make sure that they progress beyond uh, winning a a playoff series. Because it's clear they don't care what the media thinks. It's pretty clear they don't need to care what the Knicks fan thinks because the Knicks fan is always going to, they're still Knicks fans now. If they were ever going to give up on the team, trust me, it would have happened before now. So I don't think that there's any pressure on Leon Rose to push for a move. It's not a typical situation. This is not the Yankees or the Mets or the Jets or the Giants. The Knicks are their own thing. And if they show that they can win their 45 games a year and make the playoffs and, and win a playoff series every once in a while, I think Leon Rose has got a lifetime contract. I I don't think that you have to worry about. Now, maybe five, six, seven years from now, maybe there'll be some tiring of that. But right now, it's not like the Knicks have been spinning their wheels. They've just gotten here. They had an excellent first year, down second year, third year. They make the playoffs, win a playoffs. This is year four. Let's back up last year and, 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 and start to stack some wins together, so to speak. And then we can talk about it. But yeah, I would not think that the move for Donovan Mitchell would, I think it would make the Knicks... Better, but it would not take them to that next level, and that would be the expectation. Okay, the Knicks have finally made their big move. They've got Donovan Mitchell. All right, better start better start winning titles. And I don't think it's that kind of move. So if it's not that kind of move, patience is good.
0: Now back to the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.
1: I have not touched really any baseball. I'm not going to do a lot of baseball today, but I did want to just touch on one thing because it's still kind of ongoing is the uh, Yamamoto sweepstakes. And, and the point remains, with the way the offseason has gone, with each passing day, it feels like as vital of a signing as Yamamoto is to the Mets, it becomes almost more important. Like, it's almost impossible for it to become more important, but it just feels like every day, they gotta get this guy. They cannot allow this guy not to sign with them. Because if they don't get him... All the plan B's, none of them are appealing. Like, sometimes, what's behind door number one or door number two? Oh, door number two is pretty good. No, it's door number one or only door number one. I don't want Blake Snell. Does anybody want Blake Snell for for what that's going to cost you? Five innings every single time out? I don't think so. And he's had two uh, Cy Young seasons, but you take a look at his other seasons, they're very pedestrian. So if it's, you weren't in on Otani, he didn't want you, okay, fine. Not even your money can get Otani. All right, fine. Even though, seems like money was pretty important to him. But if you don't get hit, like, look at what the Mets have done this offseason. Luis Severino, Joey Wendell, you know what the move is going to be. If they, and maybe this will make Mets fans happy, if they strike out on Yamamoto, the big move this offseason is going to be to assign Pete Alonso to an extension. That's going to be the move, and they could. Well, oh, so we brought back very popular face of the franchise. We didn't want to go. We didn't want him going anywhere, even though we were <laughs> shopping him in trades at the deadline last year. No, oh, no, we always to Pete here. So it's going to be absolutely fascinating to see when this comes down about Yamamoto. Gor- Yankees, Gordon, who would
4: you Mets. want more, Alonzo long term or or Yamamoto?
1: If I were the Mets, if you're
4: if you're a Mets fan, and you're I would the Mets. want
1: Yamamoto. He's 25 years old. That's the Age is the biggest factor to me when signing free agents. And uh, I've said, I, Pete Alonso to me, I look at Pete Alonzo and I see a lot of the similarities to Giancarlo Stanton. Right-handed slugger, home runs are his thing, not a great defender, no speed, uh, not a complete player by any stretch of the imagination. And if we're all watching Stanton and say, oh, obviously that contract turned bad at some point, but in the same breath, a lot of people say, well, you got to sign Peter Alonso long-term. And he, he, he's got Scott Boris as an agent. He's going to be looking for top-of-the-market money. First baseman, that's not where I'm spending top-of-the-market money. Unless it's like a Freddie Freeman, a guy who you would project to age very well. Good defensively. Good all-around offensive profile. Can, can run fairly well. Can do everything really well. But uh, yeah, for me, it would, be, it would definitely be Yamamoto. Hopefully he uh, ends up with the Yankees because I don't know that there's an appealing plan B. And unfortunately with the Yankees, I'd be worried that if they don't sign Yamamoto, like that then goes back to, well, let's trust Brian Cashman to make a similar That's why you like Juan Soto so much. He's so good. Even Brian Cashman's judgment can't screw it up let's go back to the phones 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number uh Merv is in Winfield Merv next up on the Gordon Damer show
0: hey what's up Gordon good show man good show thank you um I think it's funny too with the Zach Wilson and the Jet Fan towel it's like a roller coaster with this guy he throws one good pass and now he's you know Joe Montana or something and you know it's mostly downs and To me, it's only been half. I forget the Chief game when he started playing good, but I don't think that was wasn't a complete performance then either. And then you want to talk about quarterbacks with tools. You know, you can go back, Jeff George, Jake Plummer, Ryan Leaf, Achilles Smith. Like, they all had tools and they didn't do anything. Like, you got to have more than just the ability to throw the football.
1: Right. Yeah, there's a reason. And Murph, no. thanks for the phone call. There's a reason why these guys get drafted. It's very rare that <laughs> you get drafted at the top of the draft. This guy can't throw the football at No, they can always throw the football. They can always move around. Jamarcus Russell had, had, had tremendous skills. Didn't mean that he it translated to um, the uh, the NFL. Maddie is in uh, Florham Park. Maddie, go, my man. Uh, good
2: morning. Uh, big Giants fan here. Uh, Since you're talking about quarterbacks and backup quarterbacks, I have a two-part question for you. Okay. First part, from what we've seen from Tommy Cutlets, should the Giants lock him up to a two- or three-year contract, and what would that cost us? And second part, if the Giants have a strong finish and by luck make the playoffs, do you see open competition next season for starting quarterback of
3: the Giants? Thank you.
1: Well, look, Maddie and thanks for the phone call. I, I would think that it's not just in the Giants' best interest to sign DeVito to a contract beyond this year, but it's in his best interest, right? Like, he's he he went from a, a guy who was a real long shot to to play to kind of thriving in the situation that he's in. He's from the area, all those type of things. So I think it's – I don't know what it would cost to sign him long term. It wouldn't be a whole lot. Uh, and hopefully he can he can do enough here down the stretch of these games to – To show you that he is, I think he kind of already has, as long as things don't blow up here in the last four or five games, uh, that that would be um, beneficial to both sides. I don't think at this point, I would not think that you're talking about an open competition next year. But I will say this, from where Tommy DeVito has come from to where he is on December 16th, I think that's the bigger upset. Then going from where he is on December 16th to challenging maybe Daniel Jones next year. I mean, Daniel Jones has a lot of question marks, most notably the injury stuff. Like, do you really think that you can rely on this guy long term based on the the health situations that uh, that he's facing and and the time that he's already missed? I don't know that that could be the case. So I I don't think he's there yet. Got to see more. Despite my apology earlier in the show, I still think you need to see you need to see it each and every week. It can't be a complete roller coaster. It can't blow up here against New Orleans. But if he can continue to to go from where he was, where they didn't trust him to throw a pass to winning some games with his arms and his legs, at least there is there is a path to him competing for that job. I don't know that the odds are great, but at least it exists. one 800 919 ESPN is the telephone number. The most controversial NFL picks we've ever done on the Gordon Damer Show are next, only here, 98.7 FM.